0: Sandy, thank you so much for joining us. This is Sandy, or otherwise known as Ma, because you are just grandma to everybody, which is beautiful and we love you. We wanted to hear about your story of a really powerful moment of healing Mm. that you experienced. So you were telling me before that you suffered from fibromyalgia for 15 years that it was officially diagnosed for. What was life like living with that?
1: Horrible. But... (laughs) it was um, filled with specialists and then being handed on to another one by that one because I was in the too hard basket and uh, in spinal injections, which didn't work, that were very painful, no anesthetic Um, and on and on and on. And then some pretty heavy medication, which I'd been on for a total of 11 years. And it was just ridiculous. It was just horrible. Yeah. and ho- at home, simple chores were just too much, mm. hanging out, washing, getting washing off the clothesline, vacuuming. I don't know the last time that I actually vacuumed.
0: Because
1: mm. um, when Graham retired, he just said, right, I'm here, I'll do it. And he's done it ever since. What a good man. And now that I'm better, <laughs> he still doesn't. <laughs> so what, what was
0: your pain like on a day-to-day basis?
1: Very, very real and very strong in All parts of my body, Mm. my feet used to burn and just pain, Mm. absolutely, like, terrible. Hands would swell, feet would swell. um, And across my lower back, um, it was just always puffed up because of the very, very noticeable. Mm. Um, My physio used to try and work with it, but even it confused her at times.
0: So pretty debilitating.
1: Absolutely. But it got to the stage where even just to touch touch me yes. would hurt.
0: I remember coming to give you a hug one day and you kinda of wincing yeah. in pain. Yeah. And I had no idea. No. That was yeah.
1: I tried to cover it up for a long time mm. because you don't want well I live with a I live with someone who doesn't whinge and doesn't complain. So I that was a, Yeah. <laughs> that was another thing. Yeah. But yeah just passed from doctor to doctor and each one was great, but I was just beyond them. And they didn't know, they really didn't know what to do with me.
0: Right. So, so we had Pastor Steve Troyer come. We did. And deliver a message at church. What is it 12 months ago?
1: Yep. 25th of September. We've got a date. Yeah, we go. Absolutely. Okay. Tell us what happened. Well, the week before, Pastor Nate had told us about Pastor Steve coming and that it was, he was going to be, you know, teaching, preaching, healing and bringing a culture of healing Mm. or wanting us to like, get on board with the culture of healing. And I wrote, right, this is it. This is my day. So for the whole week before, I um, was preparing myself for my day of healing. Wow. I walked into church, super expectant. As I'd done on other occasions and walked out very sad, very depleted, Mm. nothing happened, you know. Um, but this day was totally different. Uh, even before church started with just the, the music and the worship, and, and, and he even referred to the, the music that had been chosen for the day. Mm. He said that was just perfect, wow. you know. But then after he started, um, and I'm going to read it because I don't want to misquote yeah. him. Yeah. He said, I would like you all to stand and take time I want to encourage you to tell God what you're waiting for. Mm. What are you wanting from Him today? So I sure told him, um, and he said, then declare the the Lordship of Christ over everything. Then he went on a bit further and he said the words, when you are healed today, Mm. and I went, yes, that's that's it. it. This is it, today's it. So the message went on and we got to the end. And he started to call people out for different things. Mm. And I just stood there because there was nothing that really suited my issues. Yeah. And afterwards I walked down and Bron, Max, said to me, where were you? <laughs> Why weren't you out? What, what happened? You didn't go out. And I went, but, but Bron, there was nothing. And she went... Well, I don't care. You're not going home today. We're going to go and get him. Wow. Going, go and get Pastor Steve now. Yeah. So she got him, and then Pastor Nate saw what was going on, and he joined the, the crew. Yeah. And they started, and Steve just went and went and went, and every time he'd break, Pastor Nate would say something, and I felt like Pastor Nate was going to fall down before I. would I did because you could hear in him; he was giving. He, ev- feel it. he was giving everything he had, yeah. and it, and it was like it was gro- like groaning. Yes. And I'm thinking, if he feels like that, no wonder I feel like I do. You know, <laughs> but every time there was a like a lull with Pastor Steve, it, something would. Well, my body mm. was reacting. So, what did you feel? Hot, cold, sweaty, wow. shaky. Um, a bit sick in the tummy, mm. um, everything. Wow. Was re- so something was obviously happening. Oh yeah, and okay. that's what Pastor Nate kept saying. We've got to keep going. We've got to keep yep. going because something's happening. Yeah, yeah. And on it went for I don't know. It was such such a long time, mm. but I, when I eventually left, I walked out of the car in a bit of a daze. I don't yeah. don't even know. You know, I said, I said to Graham, I think you better drive home. <laughs> Why? just drive home and I'll tell you, yeah. you know? And, um, but it was just, I knew that day that I walked out healed, but the yeah. thing was that he said to me, your healing will be complete, mm. but it's going to be over a period of time. Right. Because everything had been in the system for so long. and mm. there, were, there were like medication involved that yeah. had to get rid of. Yeah. And, um, and I had already started to do that mm. um, six months before. Just, I thought, I've got nowhere to go with this. If God doesn't heal me, I'm on the maximum dose. Yeah. I have to get off this. And so I did it with the doctor. It yeah. um, wasn't so you, easy.
0: You received, you had a moment on that Sunday, but oh, then you had the journey ahead of you to work right. it. So over a 12 month period, you've come off medication.
1: And Absolutely. what have you seen? different. So it's just almost, you can't explain it because, um, well, that the fibro pain's gone. Wow. Um, all the bits and foggy brain and all the other crazy things that went with it, Mm. but the weight, I was, I wasn't aware because I always thought I handled it and managed Mm. and kept it, you know, like under wraps as much as you could. Um, but the weight that was lifted sort of felt like just off my head, the whole, a total weight. Yeah. Um, That's all I can explain it as as a a weight. Incredible. Yeah.
0: And you've had opportunities to, like with your hairdresser and your physio, to actually
1: share Mm. about what's happened. The great thing is my physio, Melanie, she's been looking both of us since 2005, Mm -hmm. every fortnight. She just kept me going. And it was, she was instrumental in the diagnosis in the beginning, which was great. Um, and she's a believer. And so she used to pray over me, and we, as she does for all her clients that they don't know about. Um, but she's been able to use my, sto- my healing story mm. and share it with other people that are not believers. And because, um, like, she's seen it. She's yes. seen it for real. Mm. And she'd say, they'd say, oh, there's no hope. I've got no hope. I'll never get rid of this because there isn't a cure. Mm. And she'd say, well, you know, I'd like to tell you a story about one of my Amazing. patients and yeah. away she'd go. Yeah. And I remember you telling me a story
0: about your hairdresser.
1: I know. Actually,
0: who's not a believer, sat down with you and said, what's changed? Because your hair was
1: different right. in texture. Yeah. And you got to share with her and what had happened th- as well. I said wow. to her, all right, are you ready for it? I said, you really want to know? She went, yes, all of something's happened. What is it? Yeah. So uh, for the next 20 minutes, um, I told her, yeah. like what well, we've just spoken about. And she said, well, your whole, your whole, you're different. Your yeah. eyes are different. Your hair's different. Your skin's different. Incredible. And she would notice that because it's her feel, yeah. you know, and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. And it was like,
0: great, this is amazing. Amazing. So you've, you've seen a
1: miracle. Absolutely, a total miracle. Absolutely, is incredible. I got, f- I felt at one stage like I was just like a serial responder, you know, for healing, you know. <laughs> oh, here it is. Let's go again, yeah. you know. But um, no, I, I knew, I knew, that day when mm. I walked out of church that I was healed. Yeah. But with what, I'd, and Bron had already said that to me. I believe that your healing is going to be slow but mm. complete. Yeah.
0: Yep. And twelve months on.
1: The final medication, drug, whatever, I took um, the last one in the middle of July.
0: Wow. Wow. Such an incredible story. Thank you so much for sharing your, your story of healing and for doing the journey, for sticking at it, even though it was probably slower than you wanted it to be. What Patient. you've seen, yeah, is so cool. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us.
2: Hey, we're here with Clinton Ellie this morning, and uh, exciting to see you guys. Good to have you here. Thanks, um, you. Yeah, tell us about your like. How did you guys find victory, Jesus? How did how did everything start? Well, it's probably
3: a long story <coughs> cut short. We'll keep it uh, keep it pretty short and sweet. But um, I never had faith growing up. Never had to have a religious family, um, anything like that. Nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah, right. So I did go to an Anglican high school, but yeah. it didn't really.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah. Resonate with me, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, obviously got married, had kids, and then uh, running our own business and whatnot. Oh, things got pretty hectic there for a while. Yeah. Lots, lots of bad behaviour from myself. I, I abused drugs for and alcohol for a long time, up until the end of last year. Um, from the age of about seventeen, um, hit rock bottom there. Uh, got to take everything out on the family and the kids. wasn't around much with work
4: and
3: mm. yeah, needed a change and. The big man upstairs give me that change. It uh, was a Tuesday morning. I, I got up after playing up one night and there yeah, found myself sitting in the car park, talking to me, mate, crying, yep. figuring out what I had to do with me life. And,
2: oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, he suggested C3. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And I'm the same. Like, well, I've not come from a faith background. Um, I went to a public school. I never really had much opportunity to learn about God. Yeah. Um, I always believed there is a God Um, and, you know, we would celebrate Easter and Christmas and um, all those things. But, yeah, um, we're very, very different. We're total opposites.
3: Chalk and cheese. Um,
4: (laughs) So I, you know, I was just like, I'm... Done with this, you know. We kind of, yeah, literally hit rock bottom, and um, we ended up here. And I was just all for it. Yeah, right.
3: we actually come to see Darren for marriage counselling. Yeah, which still to this date we haven't had, and our yeah. marriage. No, well, you, ha- ha- you haven't had. Have, you haven't actually had the marriage counselling. We actually <laughs> haven't had the marriage counselling. Um, yeah. Darren spoke to us about God and Jesus and finding faith, and um, we come along to church, come back and had another sit down with Darren. Accepted, yep. Lord Jesus Christ as our saviour, and yeah, right. our marriage and family's never been better. All right, yeah, have a look back. That's, like, that's so
4: good. That's has so been so...
2: better. What was, um, like, what was life before Jesus like? Before encountering Him, being at church here, like, what was, you know, hard. Yeah. Okay. Hard. Mm.
3: Trying, testing all the time, yeah. not having something to believe in and that faith. Like it was monotonous. It was constantly I thought I needed to do this to fit in here or I would go and I'd have a bad day over here so I'd do another downer over there to make that one better, which then Mm. by the time I got home I was that down and defeated. I'd get get angry, walk in the door and get cranky at the littlest things and there was no appreciation for what we actually had and Mm. we were doing well but... I don't believe we were doing well
2: at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're telling a story about how you started driving around. I did. To like a bunch of churches or something. I did. So I woke
3: up on the Tuesday morning and I knew I'd, like I knew we were at rock bottom. I knew we were down and out. And my best mate Daniel actually is the one that introduced us to the church and he's been Feeding me little bits of faith over the years and just... It's like dropping seeds, Yeah, and praying for me, dropping hints to try praying and get me here. And he always said, I knew you would come. It's just a matter of when.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. But
3: I, I did hear I woke up that morning and he never gets stuck into me ever. He's always the one that's got my back. But that morning he had a few hard words to say to me and they really resonated and I never really felt remorse or resent or never mm. felt Guilt. But that morning it was like a wave of everything just come over the top of me and I felt it all. And I drove from Nelson's Bay to Newcastle, went to about seven different churches. Seven churches, where's they were all closed. Mm. And that's where I end up back on the phone to to
2: Daniel sitting in the car park. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then linked well, up with Darren. So you went to see Darren for marriage counselling. Yeah. But that Salvation never happened. Never happened. It, 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 the marriage counselling didn't happen. happen. Yeah.
4: So Darren gave us a like a Bible, like a what was a new believers yeah, Bible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he gave us one each, and you know we talked about the good news and went through it all. And I went home, and I remember Darren said, "Go and read John." And I went home, and I read it. I read it all. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, and That's it was great. Right. Yeah.
2: And then. Like, did Darren and Beck pray with you? Like, what was the moment, like, yeah, Darren, was Darren it in that moment? This... Like, did you, were you guys like, yeah, we want to, like. It was we the second, like Jesus yeah, the second. Yeah, so we had
4: of... a few meetings with Darren. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the second one we prayed.
3: Yeah, we prayed, it prayed and, prayed. yeah, accepted. And that was
4: very powerful. It was. Yeah.
3: It was, it was really good. It was, the, yeah. yeah, massive turning point.
4: Mm.
3: But as I've said now, like, our marriage has never been there better. My attitude's changed. My family's changed because okay. of this. And now this resonates to our children. And yeah, now our really children right. are becoming better people. Yeah. Now they seen me not following the faith, following the life, um, um, and living with such good experiences and being surrounded by such good people. Mm. They thought what I used to do do was acceptable. Yeah. yeah. And I could see that starting to develop in them. Yeah. And it's one of the best blessings that's happened is them being able to be part of this life now and this family. Yeah, come on. Because they're yeah. becoming great, great kids now.
4: Yeah. Great little children. They're at the stage now where um, Reid, he's nine, so he has his own kid's Bible and he wants to read it. And So good. Um, especially the girls. We've got Addie, she's seven, Lottie's two, and they're prompting us now overnight to pray before mm. they go to sleep. With them. So, that is awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really good.
2: So what, what are some other things that you feel like has changed since receiving Jesus, like... Um, personally for you guys?
5: um,
4: um. It's like a real, it literally just fills your cup kind of thing. Like, I feel like I was a very anxious person. um, Like, I would worry about things so much. Um, And now I just feel like I'm, you know, capable of doing anything. You Mm. know, God created me for a reason. Like, you know, I'm not going to be... Anything like Clint, like we said, chalk and cheese. But, you know, I feel like I've got a purpose. And I also feel like, um, you know, when we're going through hard times, Mm. that's that's like our go-to now. We turn to God, you know, and we'll pray and we'll talk to God and we come through it. Having that peace now and that faith, it's just really just been the best thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our home there's, there's life is so much more peaceful.
2: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, Home's peaceful.
4: Yeah, yeah. so much life
3: more peaceful. love. Yeah, Life's, yeah. Peaceful. Life's peaceful. Life's peaceful. Life's less stressful. Life's, it's just, it's good. Now, I, I, I don't worry about the little things anymore. And you yeah. see the little things fix themselves. Yep. It's, yeah. It's, they just, you don't worry about the little things. You enjoy the little things as well. Like we find now, like, I didn't enjoy anything. I didn't appreciate anything. Mm-hmm. But I never have. I was yeah, just right. like. Even my toys, the cars, anything—I never, never cared about anything because I was like, "I'll just go buy another one. I yeah. don't care." Where now, I, I appreciate the little things, mm. Mm. and then the big things unfold so, from that. Yeah. It slowly started. Uh, the more I read the Bible, the more I talk to people, table spaces. It, it slowly mm. starting, uh, Everything's coming into perspective for us. That's so yeah. good. And our life's better for
2: it. So good. 100%. It's it's uh, it's been incredible. I guess I get to know you guys a little bit. Like you guys are great, and um. I mean, our, our church is blessed to have you part of it and I'm so thankful that you guys have found Jesus and, um, and I hope that heaps of people get to meet you guys and now that they know your story a little bit more, um, they might feel a bit more comfortable to say hello yeah, at church I'm, on a Sunday. For
3: anyone to come and talk to us because <laughs> yeah. I've, I've said it before in the past to several people but, but without finding this family, we wouldn't have our family. Yeah. So it's,
4: yeah, well.
2: we are yeah. so grateful. Yeah. We, yeah. We Well, thanks for sharing your story. Thank you,
6: thank you. No, no drama. But, um, thanks for being here with us today. Awesome. Thank you. Well, G'day, we are here today uh, with Matt Roberts and we're gonna talk about table spaces. You know, we have 23 table spaces right now, Matt. That's, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know, right? That's pretty good. That is cool. And you're a part of two of them, which is pretty cool. And so what do you love, Matt, about being a part of table spaces?
5: Yeah, I love the fact that so you think of church on a Sunday, mm. plenty of people. You get lost in a crowd. Can. But you can get lost if you want to. But the thing that I like about table space mm. is that it makes the bigger number smaller. So it reduces the number. So Great. it becomes a little more, I guess, intimate, if you want to use that, right. word, that
6: word. It's a bit closer. can build like closer relationships.
5: It's what, it's what you want to um, get out of it. Mm. You know, I've been in one... Um, where you know there's a there's a couple of older guys, a couple mm. of younger guys, so there's yep. a good uh, a good mix mm. and it's 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 a good place you know we talk about you know talk about different things, but then you've got a different perspective you've got the older person's perspective, right. you've got your perspective and where you are. and so yeah there's always it always seems to be that there's somebody there that you can mm. yeah, I guess listen to or get yeah. a little bit of, okay, so this is where I'm at. How did you get through there? It's like,
6: right. Uh, uh. Do you find too, Matt, that you're able to then like pass on your wisdom to the younger guys as well?
5: Well, I don't know if it's wisdom, but you certainly pass something on. <laughs> no. Yeah, look, I think so, because it's one of those ones where you talk mm. about. Iron, sharpening iron. And, right. and hopefully, you know, you're getting sharpened and not being right. too abrasive, but, you know, <laughs> sharpening. And yeah, I mean, that gets passed down into your world. Yes. And the people that are in your world go, well, I don't know whether they ever go, ah, oh, you've been to a table space getting yourself sharpened. Yes. But they see, you know, they can see totally. that there's a difference. You know? Yeah. They handle a the situation differently. You know? Yeah. Just, yeah, I think it's noticeable.
6: Yeah. So, I mean, the question, how have you been impacted by table spaces in your history of being in groups? Yeah. Like, what's been the impact to you?
5: I think one of the biggest things is it uh, makes you accountable. If you've got a level of accountability, that helps to keep you in check because Mm. you know somebody's going to say, hey, how you going? Yeah, right. And the standard male answer is, good yeah but then they go how are you really going? yeah good and then it's like oh, so you're not gonna let me off with good I'm <laughs> gonna have to tell you how I'm feeling right. and, and that's set up in a safe space yeah Good. Know, because and when you first start like anything you mm. put a group together and uh, who's who in the zoo and yep. how much do you say how much don't you say but I think over time mm. you build a relationship where trust, trust is built and right. obviously the more you trust, the more you reveal.
6: Mm, so good. Like, What about one um, example or time when you like, felt so grateful? I'm so grateful that I'm a part of this, this smaller group of, of men or a, a smaller group.
5: I think early, when we first started TableSpace early, mm. one that comes to mind, we um, were looking at a book um, a particular book. It was Fight, Craig Grishel. Yep. And um, great book. Mm. Um, and in that, there were, were different things that, that came up. And, um, you know, just being able to read, process, mm. talk about it in the group, but then also go, right, that's good. The group's good. The guys are good. But, hey, God, what are you doing? Right. What? What do I need to look at? Yeah, what okay. needs to change? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the moment where it's like, okay, table space is great and it's got everything that we've spoken about. Yeah. But for me, that points you back to God going, so okay, good. what are we doing about it?
6: Yeah, right. And
5: um, So it was
6: yeah. like a springboard to what God wanted to do in you. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
5: And it's one of those things that have begun mm. and – It wasn't finished by Friday afternoon, you know, because we're on a timeline here. We've got to get this done. It's one of those things that just keep unfolding and and different things get added to it. It's like, rightio, you've sorted this bit out. What about this bit? Mm. And, yeah, again, I think it's the security of having people who have been where you're going or have been through different things. Yeah. That you can, yeah, you can glean from.
6: Yeah, that's unreal. So do you feel like you're being discipled in that space?
5: Yeah, yeah, I do. Mm. Yep.
6: Because you're growing closer to God. Yep. You're becoming mature, you know, being transformed.
5: And I think that's the thing. You've got to make that choice because you can turn up the church and sit there or you can turn up the table space and sit there, but it's what you said. It's the commitment to go, Mm. all right, we're just going to go a little bit more than surface and see where we end up.
6: Wow. And there's that, like you said earlier, just to finish up, like there's that that sense of other people have done that journey. Older people may have done that journey or more mature people have done that journey before me. I know that I can see a way forward in this.
5: And I I think it's the whole thing that we're doing here. It's the power of the testimony. It's somebody else's testimony. They've been through it. God's helped them. And they're like, Okay, it might be a little bit different for you, mm. but the thing that doesn't change is the fact that God's there so to help good. me through right. what He's helped somebody else through. Right.
6: So good to have Matt and uh, so many table spaces in our church. Make sure you're a part of one.
7: Hi, everybody. We are so excited to be able to bring to you a story, a testimony of God's faithfulness and goodness. And I have Di Morley here with us today. Welcome, Di. Hey. Hey, you doing? So good to have you with us. <laughs> Hey, recently you had a beautiful experience by serving on uh, Good Oil Coffee uh, at Hunter Homeless Connect. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
8: Yeah, it was awesome. It's a day that I won't forget easily. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it was really cool. I think the team and I didn't know what to expect going into it. We knew it was going to be hectic, um, but we also had like this expectation that God was going to meet meet us there and meet people there and so when we arrived and were setting up the atmosphere among the storeholders holders was electric. It yeah. was just everyone had this really high anticipation of what the day would be and um, so that was really pretty cool. I think um, going into it I wasn't sure what homelessness in Newcastle was going to look yeah, like right. to be honest and so um, Chatting to people through the day, I realised that, you know, there were some people that didn't know where they were going that night. Um, It's pretty confronting, right? Absolutely. It was a pretty massive day. So the numbers in the end were somewhere over a thousand of the attendants that came through. I know we did somewhere close to three hundred and fifty wow. copies. Wow. Um, 350 copies. 40, amazing. Forty plus litres of milk. Yeah. Um, we ran out of everything a couple of times. We yeah. had And we gave those
7: away, right? We gave them
8: away. Everything yeah. was free. So good. Everything that was free there was that was there was free. Yeah.
7: So it was pretty impacting, right? right? The time that you had there was impacting on you. It
8: was amazing. What it was, was
7: amazing. impact do you think it had us being there? As good oil, coffee, a C3 Church victory and a coffee cart.
8: Yeah, really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I started the day with Maya and Jenny Edwards. Yeah, Anyone that spent five minutes with Jenny would know that she's um, generous with all mm, of herself. Yeah. And so I remember at one point I'm headfirst in the coffee machine and I glance up, and Jenny's out of the cart <laughs> Talking Absolutely to somebody, love talking it. to somebody yep. and I'm like frothing milk and doing coffee. So I'm like, Maya, are you okay? And she's like, I'm fine. <laughs> and then as I'm frothing milk, I'm like, who's, who's your mum talking to? She said, I don't know. I'm like, well, is that not like a family member or something? She's like, no. I'm like, really? Okay. And I talked to her later, and she had no idea who it was. She didn't know. Just welcoming and loving. What she did know was that these people that don't have homes or somewhere to belong, don't get touched. They don't. They certainly don't get a hug. They're lucky to engage anyone in conversation in any given day. And so she was generous with the two minutes that she was out. Yeah, so good. Um, That guy had her undivided attention. He's pulling things out of his bag. Look what I've got, and she's going, "Wow!" and it was really amazing.
7: Yeah.
8: Um, I had the opportunity um, chatting to a girl uh, while she was waiting for a coffee. I said, hey, how are you doing? How you feeling? And she's like, oh, not so great. I'm like, oh, what's going on? And she said, oh, I've got this type of cancer and oh, this type wow. of cancer and this condition and that condition. Yeah. And this girl's like 30-something. She's young. And I'm like, oh, wow. I said, has anyone prayed for you before? And she's like, yeah. yeah." (laughs) And I'm like, okay. I don't mean like I'm thinking and praying for you. I said, I mean pray over you. She's like, oh, no. I said, oh, my gosh, can you just wait? Can you just wait a minute? I had four coffees on the go. (laughs) Let me pour these coffees. And then I said, I'd really like to just touch you on the arm or something. Is that okay? She's like, sure. I said, just plop it up on the bench. (laughs) And so she's just like plopped it up on the good oil bench and... Um, and it looked like a 10, 15 second max prayer. Yeah. I just put my hand on her and just prayed for the healing of God, that um, God's love and acceptance and um, that she was loved and seen and not forgotten. Amen, Amen. right? Amen. It was like yeah. it was done. And then she's like, thanks. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'd love for you now to go inside. I didn't know where Victory Care were inside. Yeah. I was at, we were not together. Yeah. I said, I need you to go inside and you're going to be looking for a giant-sized guy with glasses and kind of like a cartoon <laughs> character, joy guess. about him. <laughs> be. I'm like, he's, he's just Darren. <laughs> Darren. I said, you need to find Darren. And I said, please tell him that Die sent you in and that he's going to want to meet you. Yeah. And he's going to want to pray for you and you're going to make his day. Yeah. So All please try and find him. And she said, okay. And she went away. I don't know whether she did, but I know Jesus Met her that day. Yeah. Met with her that day. Um, another really quick story is that I'm like seriously, like a million coffees, head first into coffee. And after lunch, Marg and Gary Pageant joined me, and I'm like head first into coffee. And I could hear Margie praying the salvation prayer over oh, somebody, so accepting great. Jesus into their yeah. heart. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, it's what is this? Is insane? Right. Insane. Heaven met earth yeah. right there such in the good an, oil van. like Such
7: an incredible impact. It was so cool. So good. Really cool. So, you know, Victory, at Victory, we love reaching out into our community. What yeah. does it mean to you to have a church that is wanting to do that, to
8: reach out into our community? Oh, look, I think I love to, I love, I love giving love my time, um, but I love as a family that we can sow into a church that church. is generous, yes. that collectively... We are a generous church, that it means that we can take the good old coffee cart out into the public and that we can put a tangible need in someone's hand. Mm. And it's such an easy on ramp then to show how God is good and he's gracious and he's generous. Hundreds of people we saw that day and hundreds of times people said, Wow, you guys are so generous and they're looking around for signage. They're like, who are you? <laughs> and it was so easy. It was such an honor yes. hundreds of times to say, with church. That's beautiful, Di. Yeah.
7: Such an impacting, beautiful way to spread the love of Jesus in a simple way, right? Yeah, in understand. a way that is impacting and meeting a need. Yeah. Thank so you good. so much for sharing yeah. with us today. Welcome. Beautiful.